0: Thank you for joining me, Katie Feeney, for my Sing My Soul podcast, a time to connect to your soul and hear the song that's within you. On Tuesdays, I tell stories from my memoir, Three Fingers Cove. As the stories continue, I'm getting close to the time in life when I left Three Fingers Cove for other adventures. The chapters that made up my children's book have long since passed, so I've had some memories to revisit, ...and some writing to do. Today's chapter is about lessons I learned from my father. My father had a gentle heart, though he could be provoked to show his Irish temper when the right button was pushed. As a father of four girls, however, he showed remarkable restraint. And when we all grew into teenagers... His patience was downright saintly. When we were little, there was always the threat of the belt and the very dramatic move to unbuckle it, at which point we would usually stop whatever we were doing that caused the threat. The furthest I ever remember that going was swings at the bottom of the bed with us safely under the covers, probably because we just wouldn't settle down at bedtime. There was one time, though, that he had to spank me. I think it was probably more upsetting for him, but he had no choice. I had been that bad. While shopping that afternoon with my mother, I snuck some candy into my pocket at the checkout counter. The checkout lady pointed it out to my mother, and I returned it, but I was told that I would have to be spanked when Dad got home. When he got home, he came into my room, sat down on the bed, and had me stand before him. He looked me in the eye and explained why what I had done was wrong, and that I should never do that again. He explained that he didn't want to do it, but that he had to spank me. I'm sure I was a crying mess and making my father even more miserable, but he carried out the sentence. I don't remember the pain of the spanking, but I do remember the lesson. In fact, many years later, before easy pass, I stopped to pay a quarter toll on the thruway near my house. As I threw the quarter in the bucket, I saw that the bucket was overflowing with quarters. Something must have gotten lodged at the bottom and was keeping the quarters from going down. My first inclination was to start shoveling the quarters into my car. But then in the next instant, I thought, No, those aren't mine. That would be stealing. And I drove away. Thanks, Dad. The lesson stuck. As a family with five kids, we didn't go out to dinner a lot, but sometimes my parents took us out to the St. Moritz, a nice restaurant in the plaza in town. It was good for us to practice our manners and give my mom a break from cooking. One time, there was a soldier in uniform at the bar to the side of the restaurant. This was the late 60s, so he must have been home on leave from Vietnam. My father was a World War II veteran, and he asked the waitress to send a drink over to the young soldier. I can still see the soldier holding up the glass to thank my father. There were a lot of protests during those years, a lot of shouting about the politics of this or that. But for me, the loudest and most important lesson was the one my father taught me that night. Respect, honor, and gratitude to the ones who serve. When I was in fourth grade, I was terrified of my math teacher. I'm not sure why. She didn't yell or scream too much. She was a tough teacher, but not unfair. I was just afraid of her for some reason. It didn't help that I was out sick for at least two months that year. I had scarlet fever and then got an allergic reaction to the medicine and I was struggling in math and this was a new experience for me to struggle at a subject like that. One day I got a test back and I'd gotten a D, my worst grade ever the teacher announced that all who received less than a C had to get the test signed. I put it in my book and went to the next class. That night, I didn't have any math homework, and I forgot all about having the test signed. The next day, when I opened the book and saw the test, I panicked. I quickly signed my mother's name. I was afraid to tell the teacher that I'd forgotten to have it signed. The next day, she brought me the test and asked, "'Is that your mother's signature?' I said, "'Well, my mother's signature looks like that.' She asked me why I didn't get the test signed, if I was afraid of my mother or something. How could I tell her that I was afraid of her? And that's why I had signed the test. I told her no.' I wasn't afraid to have the test signed, and I was obviously mortified. She said she would have to call my mother that evening. After school, I remember being out with my mother in the car, and I knew I needed to tell her that the teacher was going to call, but I just couldn't say the words. I felt so guilty and ashamed. After dinner... My father was in the family room downstairs, practicing his golf swing. No club, just the swing. I went down and watched a bit, trying to get the courage to tell him what I'd done. And then I just burst into tears. He sat me down on his lap and I told him the whole story. What a relief. He was loving and understanding. I learned that I could go to my father about anything. I loved family dinners. They happened almost every night at our house. We had a big oak pedestal table that sat the seven of us comfortably around it. We would talk about our days and listen as our parents discussed the events of the world. That time was really when we bonded as a family and learned how to think, first like our parents and then for ourselves, taking from them the core values they treasured. As times got turbulent, with the war, politics, and protests of that difficult time in history, and as my brother got older and started the debates, sometimes the dinners ended with less people than we had at the beginning. But even those dinners were great lessons, too. There was one constant for my father that never changed. On Sundays, church first. Even before we started to go to Christ House, my family never missed a Sunday. As an avid golfer, my father often was the lector for the 7 a.m. Sunday Mass so that he could get out on the course early. But, first things first, church. My parents always volunteered at the parish carnival, and they were well known to the priests of the parish. I'm always amazed when I look at pictures of our family at church when we were little, all dressed up, hair done, new clothes, What a lot of work that must have been. Another lesson that stuck in my heart. It doesn't always come easy on many levels, but I'm sure it didn't come easy for my mom and dad either. So I carry on that tradition and commitment. One Sunday night, my sisters and I were watching the movie Heidi on TV. We had been looking forward to it, had read the book, and now the movie was being broadcast. As we were watching, a scroll started across the bottom of the screen. It said that the Oakland Raiders had won the football game that had been airing before the movie started. The network had chosen to stop broadcasting the game, because the Raiders were over twenty points behind. When my father read the scroll, he jumped up incensed. He could only imagine what a great ending to the game it was, and he would never see it. We all shooed him out of the room so we could continue to watch, but I'll never forget how upset he was. That game is now referred to as the Heidi Bowl. After that, I started to watch football games with my father. The Raiders became my team, and it seemed that for the next few years, they came from behind more often than not, and you could never count them out. My father taught me the game, and it's amazing how many things you can learn from football. Sportsmanship, athleticism, patriotism, teamwork, leadership, and the role of dumb luck, I'm still mad about the Immaculate Reception, and shared, treasured moments. Thank you for joining me for this episode of my Sing My Soul podcast. Please do me a favor and rate and review the podcast. It helps spread the word. And check out my website at katiefeeney.com for links to my albums at SoundCloud, my meditation app in the Apple Store, and my Patreon page, the way you can help support the podcast. God bless you and your families.